The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... everyone and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Howdy. Hey there, Mitch. This week on the show, we'll be doing yet another injury update with some uh, new names on the list this week. After that, we'll recap last week's games and then look forward to this week's three games. Shoutouts are in order for our bet question from last week. Shout out to Omar at Midcard at Best on Twitter and at Sundarus Dunks on Twitter. They were both within one of our bet question. We were guessing JaVale McGee blocks in a game that was recent, that was on a Friday, I think. Who did we play in that game? Um, Rockets or Bulls? It was uh, Bulls, yes. Thank you. Uh, JaVale McGee blocks against the Bulls, and JaVale had one block. Omar said zero, Sundress Dunk said two, so they were both within one. So shout out to both of them. Between the two of us, um, Charlie, you win this one because you said one. You got it right on the dot. I said two to try to be optimistic, but it didn't work. So you now lead nine to eight, and we have three weeks left. This is a fun one. It seems like last year's was a little bit oddly broken up due to the COVID season. And yeah, uh, but yeah, this is uh, yeah, we're going deep into this and it's tight, which is fun. So these will be meaningful ones from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's possible that we'll end in a tie as well. So uh, that is true. Might have to go with some, some out there answers to avoid a tie. Yeah, maybe uh, if it's looking like a tie could happen going into the last week, we'll do some crazy tiebreaker. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Okay, so injuries. We still have them. Uh, We have some good news, some bad news, some uh, of the same news. But anyways, what we've heard most recently, and this is very surprising, Chris Paul could possibly be ready to return to the lineup as soon as Wednesday. And it seems unbelievable. It seems like that injury just happened. But we've seen videos of Chris shooting around. He looks pretty smooth. And, uh, yeah, maybe Wednesday he'll be ready to go. What do you think? I hope not. Hmm. (laughs) Um, And this is just what the talk talk of the town is. Wednesday we play the Timberwolves and Patrick Beverly, 
who we know is a dirty player who may intentionally try to go for that thumb. So uh, let's just get him on Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in no hurry for this. And I know Chris is in a hurry. Chris doesn't like missing games. We all know that. He He doesn't sit down unless he has to. But, yeah, Patrick Beverly, I don't want his first game back from injury to be against Patrick Beverly. Because how easy is it to swipe down on someone's hand real hard that's not going to be a flagrant ever, you know? Right. You can do that as many times as you want. Every dribble opportunity, every time a, a pass is coming in, you can smack that hand. And Patrick Beverly's the kind of guy that will do that. Oh, yeah, and we know he's not one bit afraid to because he's cheap-shotted Chris Paul before. And Patrick Beverly doesn't care. What are they going to do, suspend him one game again? Right. He does not care, so he will be... Yeah, he'll pull out every dirty trick in his book, and I just don't need that right now. So I would love if Chris Paul could come back Thursday. Sure, and there's three weeks of regular season basketball left. There's 10 games left, I believe. So there's really, as much as I'd like to see him get back in the flow with the guys, I don't think it needs to be this soon. Right. But, I mean, we all have to be... Very happy that this is even up for consideration right now. Yeah, yeah. Plus, we only need to win three more games to clinch the one seed in the West. Now, I don't want to just win three and coast. I don't want to lose many going into the playoffs. I want to, you know, keep that attitude of trying to win every single game. But also nice that given all of the injuries that we're going to talk about pretty soon here, we only really have to win three more games. True, but we are also flirting with that uh, best season in Suns regular season history. I would love that. I think we'd all love that. And the crazy thing is, we don't have to change anything to do it. Because we're winning these games without Chris. We're winning these games without Cam Johnson. And we've there's more than that, too. But we keep winning games, and I think it's very within, within grasp, within reach. And why not do it? I mean, this team maybe could have flirted with it last year had it not been 10 games shorter due to COVID. But this year, I I would absolutely love to see that. And then once we get that done, then bench Booker, bench Aiden, bench Paul. I don't care. Uh, Maybe not Mikhail because he needs that Iron Man streak continued. But yes, yes. Also, if we can just play everyone in the last game of the regular season on April 10th, because I'll be there, I think it'd be a great way to get the guys back into the groove before the playoffs start. So There you go. Yeah. Just play the whole roster about 20 minutes apiece. Yeah, that would be fine. Get everybody some run. Yep. All right. So, yeah, Chris Paul may be back this week. Uh, Nothing official, obviously, yet, but... Yeah, we're all happy that it's up for consideration. He must He's ahead of schedule, and we're thankful for that. But anyways, Cameron Johnson, on the other hand, uh, still out with that quad bruise. He missed uh, every game last week. So yeah. it seems like we're really just uh, taking our time with him. And what something we mentioned last week was uh, that's okay. It gives Torrey Craig a chance to fit in with the guys again, get his get his footing back in the lineup and man, he really has. So 
there's the silver lining for this Cam Johnson injury, but we need him back just for the minutes that are going around. Mikhail played over 50 minutes in that overtime game against the Kings. We need some uh, some help from all from the starters and the bench in that aspect. Yeah, and I do think it was good to get Torrey Craig back into the groove. I mean, we saw that he didn't miss a shot over the course of two full games, so that was really exciting. Uh, he and he had a little bit of a streak going even throughout the third game. He didn't miss right away, so good to see him get back in the groove, hit some threes get used to playing with the team again. So a little bit of a blessing in disguise, but yeah, I want Cam Johnson back. Yep, for sure. And another way this hurts the wings, Jay Crowder missed a couple games this week with a groin injury. He missed the Houston game and the Chicago one. So it's tough missing Jay, especially while we're missing Cameron Johnson. But then in the Sacramento game, I think this happened in the fourth quarter. Crowder came down after a three-pointer, stepped on Justin Holiday's foot, and I believe he didn't return to the game after that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll be something to look forward to, or not look forward to, to look for on the injury report this week. And, oh, man, these injuries towards the end of the season are just a little, everyone's a little bit more nerve-wracking. you got to wonder when he's going to be able to come back. I know. I'm just hoping we're getting these out of the way. Um, Chris Paul, you know, we talked about this. He has his injury with plenty of time so that he can be back for the playoffs. Hopefully Crowder's isn't that serious. Um, You know, a couple games off and then get back to it. That would be nice. Right. And yeah, again, we don't know anything about the extent of that injury, but it's a You know, if there's a tweak there or any kind of swelling, I say just give the guy some time off. Let Ish Wainwright play 20 minutes. I don't even care anymore. It's the end of the regular season. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Uh, And then lastly for injuries, uh, not even an injury, campaign missed the Kings game with a non-COVID-related illness. So uh, that happens. I don't know if it was food poisoning or what the situation was, but... Uh, just tough to see him miss another game after missing that long stretch due to the wrist injury. But, hey, we get to see Alfred Payton in the starting lineup when that happens. So, yeah. Mitch, you got to love that. Oh, of course, yes. No, I mean, Payne has been playing really well lately, and I've been happy for him to get back on track before the playoffs. So hopefully he's not out any more than just this one game. Sure. And, man, like I mentioned earlier, we we keep winning these games despite all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, we're on a five-game winning streak right now, longest in the NBA, I believe. And we're doing that without CP3. Uh, Payne's missing games. Johnson's missed a ton of games. Crowder's missed games. That's a a chunkier starting lineup, you know? That's, That's tough to go with. And then you look a little deeper into that Kings game. It goes into overtime. Another one where we don't have CP3 Payne Johnson. Booker fouls out, Aiton fouls out, and we still win in overtime. (laughs) Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Everybody steps up. Everybody does. That's just the culture we have here. That's a Monty win right there. That's right. That's absolutely right. And everyone who, and I don't know, me and you included probably, who uh, had 
it was easy to talk a little smack about Landry Shamit early in the year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, here we are late in the season, and he, it looks like he's finally getting just truly settled in with everybody in the system, and the shots are falling now. So Landry's yes. been looking really nice, and uh, what what a blessing to be able to throw him in. And then look at Aaron Holiday. Look at Alfred Payton. All these guys you can just toss in, and they're going to, they're going to go bust their balls and probably come out with a win. Yeah, I know it. It's it's pretty awesome how much depth we have. And I know it's the Kings, but still, it's an overtime game and came down to the very end. And, uh, yeah, so nice to get a win with all those guys out. For sure. And we'll talk about that Kings game a little bit more soon. But let's get into the recaps from last week. And we'll start off with the Pelicans game. Nice easy win here, 131 to 115. And I will definitely celebrate any time that we can let Devin Booker sit out the entire fourth quarter. Uh, He just played 30 minutes in this game, led the team with 27 points, efficient shooting across the board for him, five boards, eight assists, two steals. Man, D-Book, he's been on one this week. Yeah, he's been great. And same thing with Aiton. Aiton only played 23 minutes. Um, and he was seven for 11 shooting with 18 points. Like we barely needed him. I mean, he did a lot, but it was so nice to see him get a lot of rest. Crowder played 21 minutes. Payne played 26. Tory Craig got to play 28 minutes. Aaron holiday played 21 minutes. Shamit got 19. Very nice to see. Yep. Uh, but Mikhail, He's got to play 36 and a half, though. I yeah. Mean, he, he, he just can't. He, we can't have him catch a break because but, we, we need him. Uh, we're obviously and surprisingly a little thin at the wing right now, and we need Mikhail playing those minutes there, and he has just been huge uh, all week. It's getting buckets, and obviously the defense is there too, but 20-plus uh, points in three out of four games this week. Yeah, he has been so good, and he still continues to play defense and is a possible defensive player of the year. Right. Uh, I love hearing that, and even if it is coming out of Monty's mouth or whoever may be (laughs) saying it, I mean, I I think he deserves to be thought of at the very least. Uh, I'll be anxious to see how many votes he ends up getting because – Honestly, man, it's going to be tough for Mikhail to come home with Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, it will. Real tough. Uh, but just him getting some votes and then ending up on an all-defensive team, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's realistic. And then also, JaVale McGee had 19 points in this game. <laughs> 7 for 10 shooting, 5 uh. for 5 from the line, plus 22 <laughs> JaVale, JaVale has got his groove back that's for sure yeah it, it seems like he's a point a minute guy yeah like almost 19 minutes and or 19 points in 21 minutes here it seems like you know 15 points or 15 minutes 16 points we see that stuff and i love seeing it there's no more shacked in a fool uh you know what there was one play this week where i did uh to myself nominate JaVale for Shackton. <laughs> but I mean that just doesn't happen often anymore. But yeah. he just he gets it going. And that that size and the length, he can just do it all. And 
man, when JaVale's out there looking smooth as butter, like Dr. J or Kareem or Hakeem, whoever you want to compare him to, <laughs> I love it, man. I just Wilt. love it. Well, everybody, man, just <laughs> any any large man who's ever played basketball well. Uh, you Bill can, Russell. Yep. Shaq. Uh, Arvidas Sabonis. Eh. Maybe not as much. <laughs> Tim Duncan. There, yeah. There <laughs> the big fundamental. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't wait for the reviews to come in on this one. <laughs> they compared JaVale McGee to Tim Duncan. <laughs> yeah, we did. If you say that, just leave us five stars, please. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Say whatever. Just leave us yeah. five stars. Yeah. We know what we did. <laughs> All right. Let's move it on to the Rockets game. And this was uh, JaVale, or excuse me, Jay leaves the starting lineup with that injury. And then we get Tory Craig in. And Tory Craig starts the Mr. Perfect spree. 21 points, 8 for 8 from the floor, 3 for 3 from downtown, 2 for 2 from the line, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, team leading plus 27. Tori Craig, everybody. Yes, shout out to old Craigery. <laughs> this was great. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's so nice to see him get back on track and... um. In a game, too, that the Rockets have played us tough this year. Um, I know they're not very good, but they have really given us a run for our money. So nice to see Torrey Craig come in and just take care of business. Oh, yeah, for sure. And taking care of business, D-Book, obviously. You can't let... Man, we had four starters go for 20-plus, which is just crazy. But D-Book with 36 points in this one. Uh, and another efficient shooting one, 15 for 24 from the floor, 5 for 12 from downtown, just one free throw. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the free throw situation yeah. a little yeah. bit. So D-Book and Monty have just been uh, not pleased with the amount that D-Book's been getting to the free throw line. I believe this is the fewest he's been getting Fewest attempts at the line since his rookie year. Yes, that's right. And it's just, it's interesting to see. And then a lot of people will say, yeah, it's because the Suns don't attempt shots in the paint compared to other teams. And is are we going chicken and egg right here? What came first? Are we not attempting as many in the paint because we get fouled in there and not get calls? So we settle for elbow jumpers or Aiton's, you know, mid paint shots, that type of thing. Is that why? It's tough. It's a tough situation, but I don't want to see D book taking shots that he shouldn't trying to pick up fouls just to compensate for this because that's, that'll get us into trouble. Yeah. And well, he even admitted to this, you know, he said a lot of times he goes in and looks for the foul basically, but now he's just going to have to go in and look to score. And I think that's a great attitude, especially as we approach the playoffs, because we know they don't call as many fouls in the playoffs. They let them play a little bit more for the most part. Uh, They let the defense get away with quite a bit more. So 
this is really frustrating, and at the same time, this is good for Booker. He cannot ever expect to get a foul call. He needs to go in trying to make every shot and not expect a foul call. Yep, that's a really good point. And something you can kind of just put right in line with this is look at how our players physically look this year. Mainly yeah. I'm going to talk about Booker, or Johnson especially. Yeah. Booker and Bridges. Yep. Those guys beefed up yeah, compared to last year. They mm-hmm. are stronger because they knew what happened to them in the finals. I mean, they got they got tossed around by those guys. And they added some weight in the muscle department to prepare for that. And that's when, you know, that's when that beef is good, when you're taking it to the rim and you don't get thrown off by a tiny little contact and you're able to finish through it and still go towards the rim. Uh, we we need to see stuff like that. And when it comes down to it, I'm I would like to see Booker go, you know, take it into the lane, but look to finish over draw a foul. I mean, if yeah. he, I, I'd like to see our guys pick up a charge or two because we never our guys never get called for charges at the rim. It rarely happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the the way that they have gotten so much stronger is I think definitely a response to what happened in the finals. And we're seeing it pay off. We're seeing a lot of nice dunks. I think Aiton even is a good example of this. We can look to that last Milwaukee game. Um, or I guess it wasn't the last one. It was the one before, the second to last Milwaukee game, where oh, Aiton dunked on Giannis. Yeah. Like that, we literally saw the exact same play where Giannis wins that and blocks the shot. So Aiton has done this too. Yeah, I I just hope uh, – <clears throat> I don't think the refs are going to change their mind all of a sudden and start blowing the whistle different for the Suns. No. Uh, yeah, we, we just need to, you know, keep the composure because that definitely got – I think uh, that had some of the blame last year uh, when it comes to losing the series. We probably didn't mentally respond to the whistle uh, – in a way that was going to set us up for any sort of success moving forward within the game. Because I don't know, as a fan, I was down watching Giannis blast through defenders, never get called for a charge. And then, you know, obviously that's not happening on the other end of the floor. I was discouraged. Imagine getting dunked on by Giannis over and over and over. And then you, you know, you try to back him into the lane and he flops. Oh man. Uh, I'm just going down a tunnel of frustration right now. I'm reliving the finals last year. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, let's let's relive this game against the Bulls. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. This was a, a great one when you want to talk about defense because the Suns kept DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine relatively quiet through this one. Uh, throw McHale on Zach Levine, shut him down one for seven from the floor. Ends up getting almost all of his points from the free throw line, 10 for 12 there, but 12 points for Levine and then 19 for DeRozan, who has just been a monster all year, but we shut him down pretty well too. We did. And, you know, I think that's one of the things about Chicago uh, they struggle against the best teams in the league. 
they, this Bulls team reminds me so much of of us as we started to get better and the way they play, shooting a lot of mid-range shots, that kind of thing. Um, I bet in one to two years they're going to be at the top of the East. Hmm. Yeah, if they keep these guys around, I don't see why not. They need a, a little more time to mesh, and you know, still they're without Lonzo. They have yes, him too. So I mean, there's a there's a lot of talent on that roster, but and yeah, next year if you're gonna tell me that they again lost to the top five seeds with a 0 and 14 record or whatever it was, I'd say you're crazy. It, it's not gonna right. happen like that again next year if they they keep these guys around. If I'd have to guess. Yeah. So I like playing the Bulls just because it's fun to see the way they play, but I also like beating them by a lot too. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> that's uh thanks to Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton once again. 28 for Booker, 20 for Ayton. Ayton in just 24 minutes. That's all he needed for the 20 and 12 in this game. Yeah, so nice. Uh would have loved to see Booker get another 30-point game, but that's okay. He's already got so many of them. And, yeah, just yet another super efficient night for Booker, 10 for 18 shooting. He did shoot seven free throws in this one, which I'm like, yeah, of course, right after he says, oh, I don't, I'm not going to even look for contact. I'm just going to try to make the shot. That's when they start calling fouls. But sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yep, you could about imagine that was going to happen, though, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but everybody getting going in this one, just nice to see. Everybody but Alfred. Alfred didn't score in his 19. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Darn near everybody else in double figures, uh, all the starters. McGee with 12, Shamit with 14. Then we got uh, Busy with 6, Holiday with 9. So just some great production all around there. Yeah, Elf. Got to see the shots drop from Elf, but whatever. We'll give him a pass since we won by 27 points. That's true. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of funny. After that performance, Elford gets moved to the starting lineup for the next game. Uh, Suns versus <laughs> Kings. Uh, Cam out with that illness. That happened like an hour or two before the game is when that was announced. So I don't think anyone was expecting this, but... You know, Alfred comes back after that zero-point performance with a one-point performance, and the Suns end up winning this one, too. So, in the end, it's all good. Yeah, small steps in the right direction. <laughs> if he adds one point to his scoring total by the end of the season, he'll be scoring, like, 11 points. Wow. <laughs> or 10. Or How many do I have left? 10? Yeah, so. And then, 11. you know... Get that up to about 27 after we sweep all the way through the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that'd be perfect. (laughs) But here's Booker's 30-point game. He got there, even though he fouled out, which a lot of these calls were just very questionable. Uh, This was a tough one in the refing department. Uh, It's... Ah, man, it's, uh, you know, like Jay goes down in this one. He steps on... Justin Holiday's foot. There wasn't even a call. Right. That's normally a flagrant. And the guy got hurt on the play. That's a that should be a flagrant foul, but there was nothing at all, which it's it's weird why why we don't get that whistle there at all. Yeah, it was. This was a game where we really could have used Lundberg. 
<laughs> yeah, where is he? I, I, was hoping, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I was hoping he'd be around by now. And yeah, that, that's when you need him is when Cameron Payne's sick or Alfred Payton got stuck at the barber or <laughs> Aaron Holiday at an NBA family reunion. These things yeah, happen. Exactly. Yeah. Which he has like every other game. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Landry Shamit just bailing us out. 21 points, seven for 11 shooting, five for nine, three point shooting. Yes. Yeah. Nice to see Landry have a game like this to oh, be yeah. so clutch. And to seal, he, I think he pretty much sealed the deal at the end of the game with a three, too. So yeah. just coming in when it matters most. Uh, and yeah, if Landry is reaching his peak as a player throughout this season, it's happening at the right time. We, we yes. I'd love to see him just keep this up. And, you know, McGee's always good for double figures off the bench. He has 14 in this one. Holiday with nine. Uh I was a little surprised that Peyton started over Holiday, but Holiday working with the bench unit, a little continuity right there, a little scoring punch off the bench. I I agree with that decision. Yeah. All I can ever think of is Holiday. So. <laughs> uh, 50 minutes. <laughs> 50 minutes for Mikhail. I know. Have you ever Jesus. seen a guy play 50? I don't think I have. I don't think so either. 27 points and a, an even zero on the plus minus. Wow. That's, yeah, this was wild. a weird game. This is a very weird game. Like, very high scoring overtime, too. And Booker and Aiton had both fouled out. And we scored 17 and they scored 14 in overtime. That's so weird. That's intense. That must be tiring. Yeah. Man. I know. I hope then, Mikhail got a good rest. And the only reason this happened was because the Kings probably had their best shooting night of the season. Uh, 16 for 34 from downtown. They don't do that often. Like Davion Mitchell, 28 points career high, I believe. Uh, I can't stand that guy. uh, I don't have much to say about him at this point. But if you're going to be known for defense... It's just going to be a tough a tough racket, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you want to shut down the best players, but at that exact same moment, the best players want to put up 50 on your head, too. So yeah. it's never going to be a, an easy night for you. Yeah, I don't know. I just think he's overhyped. I don't think he's that great. Yeah, I don't think you get to carry the nickname off night, like, was, did people call him that in college, or is that new? I don't or? know. I really don't know. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of a witty thing to say about how the Kings are a off decade. Or yeah, off, yeah, yeah. The Kings have have, an, have had an off night since Vladi Divac was a player. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> you got it. Uh, All right, but yeah, I liked uh, him. I liked him as a player. Vladi. Yeah. He's the one that brought flopping to the NBA. So I don't know if I can. I still liked him as a player. He he was fun to watch. Yeah. That's that's true. Okay. Game previews for next week. So we have the Wolves on Wednesday in Minnesota. Then we have a back-to-back. We head over to Denver for the Nuggets. Uh, 
There's a scheduled loss if I've ever seen one in my life. We get these every year, too. Second night of a back-to-back in Denver. Yeah. Why? It's dirty. Quit doing that to us. Though the last time we said we had a scheduled loss, we won by 30. So, <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, with this team, it, it really doesn't matter. But, yeah. you know, the Wolves, though, on Wednesday, probably the hottest team in the NBA right now. Yeah. One of them yeah. at least. They're climbing up the standings. They're... Are they in contention for the four seed now? I think so, yeah. I mean, look at these guys go. They're going to get home home court in the playoffs. That That's uh, it's almost unthinkable, but they yeah. have been playing really, really great. And, like, Carl Anthony Towns had 60 the other night. Yeah. I mean, these guys are uh, they're coming alive. This will be, you know, this uh, the end of the season here. We have some solid basketball games coming up. Yeah, we have some interesting stuff, and I like Towns. I loved. I watched a little of his interview after he had sixty, and he didn't even know. He was like, "What? I had 60? Like, I think that's cool. I guess I've never scored anywhere near sixty, but I want to say, come on, you know that he he knew that he had sixty, but you have to lose track. At some point when you're yeah. scoring that many. so yeah. yeah, well, yeah, maybe he was like, oh, I thought I had 100. <laughs> but no. No, I think I like him. He's very much a Booker-type player. He's been loyal to a fairly bad franchise for a long time. And now it's starting to pay off. So I'm happy for him. It's, I mean, I'm just a fan in general of when guys are loyal to their teams and don't just go somewhere to join a super team. Totally. I always felt like Booker was uh, like a half step behind Towns at everything. Yeah. You know, like Towns was getting the all-star game before Booker. Uh, his team had a little bit more success all the time. Not a ton, but a little bit. And then all of a sudden, last year, it feels like Booker took a big step over Towns. Yeah. When it comes to like overall NBA leaderboard or whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, yeah, that that next step that Booker took was a giant one. I don't think Towns will be making it to the finals this year, but it is really nice to see him, you know, like it's time for the payoff. It's time for all that, all the, you know, all the years he's spent in Minnesota. Right. It's time for that to finally pay off, and it's good to see. Yeah. You're right about Towns, and I think we need to start calling Devin Booker John Coltrane because he's been taking giant steps. Nice, Mitch. (laughs) Nicely done. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, I think this is the game I'm looking most forward to this week. Suns will be nice and fresh. Maybe Chris Paul's back. Hopefully not, but, you know, he might be. Um, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one because after that, it's a flight over to Denver and the Nuggets the next night. Yes, and this is our bet question game. So with Mikhail's scoring outburst... We are going to be guessing Mikhail Bridges' points in this game against the Nuggets. Um, I think I have to go first on this one. Okay. He's been getting over 20 a game for the last few, and I, I don't really see that stopping, especially, you know, we don't know if Crowder will be playing. We haven't heard much about Cam Johnson. Uh, I'm going to go 22. Uh, okay, 22. I don't want to do a dirty prices right move. 
I'll go 18. 18. Right. So a nice, a nice, uh, a little bit above average for Mikhail, but not quite as optimistic as you. All right. Well, let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod how many points you think Mikhail Bridges will have in the game against the Nuggets, and whoever is closest will get a shout out on the show. So obviously, the thing that I look most forward to every time we play the Nuggets is the Jokic versus Aiton matchup. And Jokic has been really good lately. So I think he's been really good for a long time. Well, he has, but especially (laughs) hot lately. Yeah. And I'm just excited to see Aiden shut him down again. Oh, I'd I'd absolutely love that. And (laughs) we've also heard news that uh, Jamal Murray may not be playing again this season. It seems more uh, less likely is how it was worded, I believe. So I don't know. The Nuggets are always dangerous due to Jokic, but if they're without Murray, that's a pretty big hit to the squad overall, you know, going on into the playoffs. So, you know, Aiton, we need you to shut down Jokic. After that, we should win the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, tough that it's the second night of back-to-back, like we said, but don't count him out. And again, we've been saying this for a while. It's okay if we lose a couple of these games, and we just haven't been doing it. So, yeah, I'd like to just get those three wins out of the way right now in this coming week. But we'll see. If we lose one, it will be more than okay. Sure. And, you know, we have the 76ers to end the week on Sunday. And that will be a tough one, especially for this is going to be a game where it's going to be tough for us to get to the free throw line yep. because it always is. And we're going to watch the Sixers live at the free throw line because that's all that Embiid and Harden do. Yep. And uh, we just have to hope that watching enjoyable basketball prevails. (laughs) Well, that's good that uh, March Madness is around because you can you can fill in the the void with that because this is I mean, normally you should be hyped for the best team in the league to take on Joel Embiid and James Harden on a Sunday. But it's going to be a free throw fest. We're getting towards the end of the regular season. Uh I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this a ton. But I'll stick with the Aiton theme. Aiton and Embiid. Um, Embiid has had Aiton's number, more or less, in those matchups. I think Aiton's had a ton more success on Jokic compared to Embiid. Yes, 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 yes. So that will be a step up in Aiton's game that I'd like to see. How he can contain... Uh, another MVP candidate in Embiid. Yeah, and this is also a potential finals matchup. So that's exciting. Who would you rather have, Sixers or Bucks again? Sixers. Uh, yeah, Sixers. I just think we can stop them a little bit better. The Bucks, they have just had our number for the most part. Middleton always plays super well against us. Drew Holiday is such a pest. Giannis is the best player in the NBA. I think I'd take the Sixers. I might agree with you there. I might. All right. right. Well, with that, yeah, that's uh, that's it for our previews. So we'll move into our non-sports section of the show. So uh, we were talking about this a little earlier about 
just go into a big chain restaurant, not like fast food necessarily, but like a cheesecake factory type place or yard house or any of those kind of places. So our question is, what is your go-to safe bet order at a place like that? There's a huge menu. You don't want to look through the whole thing. You know, you got a couple go-tos. What are your go-tos? It's one, it's a two quick things. It's either a cheeseburger and fries yeah. or a fried chicken sandwich. Oh, okay. If it like if I don't know much about the place, I find that those are always a safe bet and a good representation of what everything else is going to be like. Yeah. Um I agree cheeseburger is usually pretty safe. My go-to though, turkey club. Very Ooh. difficult to mess up. Um, especially now that my wife is pregnant and she can't eat deli meat like that. It's more of a go-to because I don't get it nearly as often anymore. And I know it's not just like straight up deli meat that they're using on those kind of things, but still um, Turkey club is really difficult to mess up and I always like them. That might be my go-to lunch order. Yeah. Yeah. Lunch for sure. I'll still do it for dinner though. And you also have to be comfortable with living with the roof of your mouth being torn to shreds after eating. Yes, that's true. That's true. But the toast of the bread makes it worth it. So worth it. Just keep stacking those bad boys. I mean, five pieces of bread in one? I could probably do it. (laughs) Though I will say, I tend to be – I'm not very picky. Like, I'm willing to try just about anything. And even if I don't love it, like – that's fine. I'm glad I tried it. So, yes, I have my go-to, but a lot of the time, I'll try something new. Yeah, I feel like first time at a restaurant, I'm going to get something normal. Mm-hmm. If it was good, well, if it's not good, I'm probably not going to be back. Right. But if it was good, then I'll expand. I'll try to I'll I'll get something uh, a little different. I've been staying away from those big chain restaurants for the most part though i've had uh i've had my fill of cheesecake factory i just don't it's it's worn off the charm has worn off of the cheesecake factory i just don't like it as much anymore and we don't typically go to those places either but when we do it's usually when we have a gift card or like the other night we went and saw the new batman movie with my sister and it was just the closest place to us and it was late at night. And so I said, let's just go here. We're here already. So that's usually when we're doing that kind of thing. Cheesecake does sound good though. Oh, I love cheesecake. Oh, uh, do I want to admit this? Yeah, I I can. So I, I went to Filberto's the other day for a breakfast burrito. Oh boy. Just a breakfast burrito. I wanted a giant breakfast burrito, and that's what I got. Okay. But while I was in the drive-thru, they had a a sign for churro cheesecake. Ooh. It looked so good. That would be good, but not from there. Right. Like, maybe a Cheesecake Factory churro cheesecake. Maybe they could make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just so hard because my mother-in-law is such a great baker and cake maker dessert maker cook in general and every year for my birthday she always asks what i want and i always say raspberry cheesecake and it's just so good and yeah like it's very hard for me to eat like even cheesecake factory level because it just doesn't even compare we're just a few weeks away from some uh 
Raspberry cheesecake. I know, yeah, there. we're pretty close. <laughs> I'll be, uh, I might come by for that. All right. Yeah. Or at least uh, snatch a piece. Yeah, you should. I can definitely make that happen. All right. Beautiful time to end the show. We thank you all for tuning in this week. We will be back next week with another episode. Hit us up on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Let us know your go-to meal at a restaurant. Uh, what your favorite cheesecake is. What else do we got? Anything else? Um, no. No, that's it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Go Suns.